Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.
Hi, and welcome to the Ask Sue Show. Hope everybody is all okay, and a big hello to everybody who's in our chat room tonight. Oh, I, I've been looking on Facebook and all the different internet sites for all the different things that are going on in the world today. And oh my goodness, there's just about anything and every single topic you possibly think of is out there. There is a guy that is apparently on the run um, trying to share awareness of apparently what the LAPD have been doing. There has obviously been the stories today of Findus um, lasagnas, 100% horse meat. We've got so many different issues out there today, and I must admit, I don't know where this show is going to go tonight, because, you know, it's like we start with one conversation, and we go into the next. Tonight, I want people to call in. What are your thoughts on the fact that they say, we are what we eat? Okay, we'll go with that. Maybe that might be the case if we actually knew what we were eating, so I always, you know, I'm, I'm always, you know, everybody knows that I do two sides of every story. I really do not know how to sit on the garden fence for the other side of this one. They have horse meat in lasagnas, beef lasagnas. 100% horse meat. So what are they going to tell us? Oh, I'm sorry, it was a computer error. Oh, I'm sorry, it was a fault on the packaging. Oh, I'm sorry, did we go to the wrong slaughterhouse? We thought we were actually at the one that does cows, not horses. Nope, they're actually trying to blame that it might be sabotage. Sabotage? Sabotage? Wouldn't, wouldn't that actually mean that it would actually be partly, you know, cow? At least something? A percentage? Even if it, if it was only 1%, surely there would be a small percentage that would be beef. But 100%. I'm not being funny. If you had a criminal who had the DNA test and it was 100%, I'm sorry, guilty. Why does that change according to this? So does that mean that if they have a DNA test and it says 100%, there's actually still a small percent that it might not be quite right. The other thing that I keep thinking to myself is, how long has this actually been going on for? Has it literally been the last few months? You know, has it been a year? A, a, a few years? But then I read somewhere that somebody said, oh yeah, it's been going on at least a year. How do they know it's been going on at least a, at least a year? And if it's been going on at least a year, why wasn't this pulled up before? But then now I'm worried because I'm thinking, okay, I'm feeding my kids various foods, and no, I'm not a vegetarian, although I'm, I'm trying to cut down on meat after what I've been eating. But why should we trust anything that is said on a package anymore? Why should we believe anything? Because let's face it, I don't know about over in America, but in the UK... It has obviously been going on and on and on about the labelling, the labelling of how much fat's in it, how many um, calories is in it, 
what exact ingredients is in, especially when people are lactose intolerant or all these different things. Labeling has been a very big part, and everybody's wanted this. Oh, so you'll put anything on the label, as long as it looks good, but just shove anything in, inside. Come on, if any of us not had actually done that, let's just say we'd set up a company for anything else, and we had done packaging and then put something else, we'd be done for fraud, or we'd been took to the cleaners, or we'd have been sued, or whatever. What's happening with these? Anything? Has anybody actually heard? Anybody that's actually going to be sued for this? I'm thinking to myself, I fed burgers, I fed kids my burgers, and, and I'm thinking, it's had horse meat in it? Who has the right to do such a thing? You know, and why? Is it all down to cost? Is it all down to money? And, and who is actually to blame? Who do we blame for this? Is it actually the meat people? Do you know what I mean? Or is it, you know, I, I don't know where the blame is to be pushed. Is the government's just being too slack on what's being put in? I want to ask, what's in the chicken pies, chicken and vegetable pies, and, and other things? I mean, is, does it work out now that chicken pies are actually going to be pigeon? Or a partridge? Or, or something else? Or, or not even a bird at all, of any sort? It worries me that you, we used to look at the back of packaging and be able to see what was in it and think, I'm, I'm saying even a while ago, we used to look at it and think that we knew what was in it because it said it on the box. How, you're right, how do they get away with it? Daniela Dixon has just put, how do they get away with it? How sneaking it's in, on, into the slaughterhouses without USDA oversight? think I answered my own question. Very little USDA oversight. Other countries? I think it's time for slaughterhouses to have, as we say, windows. It's time for us to actually look in. I think people also need to be aware that even when they go to do tests or they do um, checks on slaughterhouses, they're actually told before probably two weeks before, that this is actually going to happen. Is there a point in actually going to test them or check up on them if you're actually going to warn them beforehand? Maybe we need to get more undercover cameras in to see exactly what's going on. I mean, we've got loads of different charities that are actually doing exactly that. And I've been watching on YouTube today some companies that have literally been putting cameras in. And one in, oh, let me just remember, Cheshire, um, a abattoir, horse um, ab abattoir, slaughterhouse, has actually been closed down, I think, I'm right in saying, because of how they were doing they were actually getting an iron bar and smacking the back of this horse. Oh, they're going to take the gun, uh, the shooting license off them for being able to kill them. Hallelujah. And what else are you going to do? I mean, they made that sound like that's okay then. That's actually all right. As long as, long as they are, you know, they've took the thing off, that, that's fine. Excuse me? 
No, it isn't okay. It isn't okay to do this cruelty. They're always looking. Um, you're right, Daniela. I think there ought to be random inspections, no warning, as they do now. You're right. Um, hi, Kristen. How are you doing? Oh, it's it's not um, shooting about police tonight, Kristen. It's about um, uh, horse meat going into beef burgers and things like that. But please don't go anywhere because it's going to be a good show, especially now you've joined. Um, welcome to the chat room, everybody. Kristen Hoffman, an absolutely fantastic lady, does a lot of things uh, for the dogs um, that have been shot by police. Knowledge, like I don't know. So um, a big hello to Kristen. A big hello to Daniela and to Bill and to, of course, my ratty BGB. Hope you're all okay. Welcome to the show. And please, guest, oh, you look very lonely on your own there with no name. Please go to Blog Talk Radio and just register, and then you can come and join us funny people in the chat room, okay? It'll be good. I promise that they'll look after you. They're pretty good in the chat room. Um, so going back, what are people's thoughts and has this actually made you change the way that you're eating your food? No, before somebody starts to be funny, I don't mean is it with a fork, knife or a spoon. I mean in the sense of are you, go are you now turning into a um, vegetarian, vegan? Or did you do this ages ago? Did you actually see what was going on and just stopped? See, I'm still, I must admit, I like to have my roast dinners and everything else. And you know when you're, like, just on the line and not quite tipped over the edge yet? And, and trust me, I've seen all of the videos. I've, I've seen, okay? I understand it's totally wrong what they're doing to the animals. But I'm still, you know, still at my chicken dinners and stuff. I must admit, I saw a video of McDonald's, and I just could, I can't go there again. It, 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 it's definitely a no-no for me. I mean, and I used to love KFCs. Good grief, I do sound like a takeaway freak, don't I? But I used to love KFCs. But I, I just can't. Uh, and the other day, I actually went in the kitchen, and I was doing, um, I was actually doing a chicken curry, okay? And I was taking the meat off the bones for putting into this chicken curry. And one of the leg bones in one of these things was broken. The picture that came into my head was of this video of this chicken with this broken leg that was limping around and everything. And I just got this vision in my head. And, and I just can't, I can't do it. I just thought, no, I can't do this. This is just not right. So I'm cutting down. I mean, obviously, we're, tra we're changing how what we're eating. And plus, we're trying to find more vegetarian um, recipes as well because to go from being to have meat with everything then we're looking at vegetarian it's trying to find something that kids will enjoy as well so it's a learning process but then let's just go a little bit further with this okay I'll go to be a vegetarian a vegetarian where they're spraying our crops and everything else and we don't even know what's on that but let's just go then a little step further. I wonder, I'll read that in a minute, Daniela. I wonder how much we wouldn't eat if we knew everything. So we've got vegetables, unless they're organic, then they're going to have spray on them and different things, you know, like on the cabbages for the caterpillars and all this sort of stuff. The fruit is sprayed because of obviously flies and insects going on strawberries and blah, 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 all them sort of things. So there's that too. 
Then what else have we got? You know, we've got the meat, or we don't even know what meat is actually going into what box, on what part, or anything else. And let's face it, I don't think they do either. So, I just think about all of the different things that I've been eating, and I just think to myself, do we actually know where it's actually from? Now, I've got to say, my brother actually works in a slaughterhouse. And I can hear the, <gasps> does he? He does. But the thing with him is, he's very adamant that the, they are killed properly, and it's done humanely as possible. Obviously, it's not going to be totally humane. You're taking them into a place where they are going to be able to smell the the, um, the death and everything else, but he tries to do his best as a person to make sure. But this is not racist or anything. There is foreign people in there that do not look after the way that he does. And, you know, there has been things that have been told to me, various different things, and all I can say to you is we need cameras. He's actually, he actually hates it there, but it is a job, and he's looking for other things. But he also says that if he's not there, goodness knows what else would happen. So it's just crazy. I want to just read these before they go off, um, off um, the chat. Let me just put uh, press F5 to our Cindy. Um, Danielle's but unfortunately because I have Crohn's, I must have animal protein to live. Tried vegetarian and wound up in the hospital. Okay, interesting with that. And Kristen's but eating meat isn't even about eating meat, but about the means by which we eat mean. The inhumanity of how the animals are slaughtered is unspeakable. I was raised vegetarian and it really isn't bad. Do you know what, Kristen, you're probably right. Uh, let me just read. I saw pictures of cows being hung. It was so devastating, so disgusting that people do that. Mean meat. Right. Um, you're absolutely right. And I, I did watch. Um, I don't know if anybody else has actually seen this. Um, I will get the link for this. Has anybody seen the film Earthlings? Let me just give you a first um, warning to this. Do not, let me repeat, do not go and watch it just before you're going to bed, like somebody I know did. Yep, that's right, me. I went and did it just before bedtime, and talk about keep your head open. Good grief. Uh, it, honestly, it was just crazy. So I, I literally watched it from start to finish, and it's a very, very powerful movie, uh, film, sorry. And it's just, how can I put it, truthful meaningful, total awareness, and everything else go with it. And the one thing that got me was when the cow was killed and I saw his eye go from the back, like at the back of him, to literally, not, to, not to the back of it, how can I put it? He sort of, you could see the pain in his eye, you could feel the fear, you could see everything, and, oh, it's it just so wrong. Just so wrong. I mean, and there was ones, I mean, them ones, and Rat Heebie Jeebie just saying that she's seen it. Um, she put, I saw that 
that with the cows. That one where they were literally stood in that machine and it tipped them upside down. I mean, oh, it, it's just so, so wrong. But then, uh, after watching that film, how did they get confused with the meat that came from a cow into a horse? How did, how did that happen? How can they actually get confused? How can there be a mix-up with what goes into that box, really? Do you mean? I mean, I'm not sure if there's um, horse um, slaughterhouses are mixed in with cow slaughterhouses. I don't know if that's legal or not over here. I don't know the situation. But I just think... To, and, and then, of course, there's that... Um, oh, I can't remember what it was. That they said could be in um, horses something of a um, a drug or something that's in horses. And, and then they're not certain if this is actually going to be something that could be making us ill too. So and and then they said, oh, it's okay because horse is it won't affect humans. Oh well, that's all right. Then shove whatever you like in our food. It's okay. I mean, why not? Just just put what you like in it. It's okay. As long as it doesn't hurt us and we don't notice and we're we're just so blind and we don't even think about it. We just eat it. I mean, what does it matter? Are you kidding? Somebody has got to do something. And, come on, it's us society again, because our government is not going to do anything because they're making money out of all this. They're not, they're not in for changes. Come on, there's so many things that the government could change and they don't want to change anything. So what do us as people want to actually do to make these changes? Because I know that I don't want to be eating things and thinking, oh, actually, I don't know what's in this. I mean, it still gets me that they can they can just, like, slightly confuse the fact that it's a horse with a, a cow. It doesn't even bear to think about it. Daniela's put, I saw the one with the cows, too, and it really hurt deep inside. Do you know what? This is the thing, Daniela, and I will say this to everybody. You think it's bad watching Good grief, what must they actually be going through? I mean, changing the subject for a minute. I've seen the ones where the dogs are being stripped alive of their fur. And I've said this story so many times. And I just think about the fact that they chucked that body of that poor dog into a skip. And I, I will take it to my grave when I saw that dog looking up at the camera with no fur and it was blinking. You know, please. Uh, you know, and do you know what, Christine, you're absolutely right. It's all about money and trade until advocate, advocating becomes a multi-million dollar industry we can't win, but shouldn't give up. But do you know what, though, Christine, the other side of that is there's 5% of government and 95% of people. Animal advocates can do so much, and they can fetch so many people together, that I, I don't like to say anymore that we can't achieve it. Because I actually believe that we can if we did enough, if we actually all got as a team. The trouble is we just haven't got this team part quite right yet. And I think there is time of change coming. And I think this with this meat thing and everything is actually going to help that, because people are not going to have... The food put on them, and we don't even know what it is. And Kristen just saying about the puppies that are being used as shark baits. I mean, again, 
but people know about it. Nobody's doing anything. It's just crazy. If anybody wants to give us a call in, 347-327-9694. That's 347-327-9694. And just to let you know, I've also got, in about half an hour or so, or 20 minutes, half an hour, I've got a little surprise for you. Just for those that haven't um, had a little surprise yet, there's something I want you to um, all uh, have a little listen to. And... uh, Loads of little different things are coming up. Um, just so you know that we will be having, obviously, the um, shows next week. Oh, we've got the Saturday show tomorrow. That's with Kathy talking about the government. Yep, loads to speak about tomorrow. She's already collecting the links together. Um, so you know we'll be on top form tomorrow for the government show. And also to let you know that um, next week, a Thursday and a Friday for me, but uh, Thursdays for you over in America, we are having a uh, the police killing innocent people for two hours, and then we're having the um, positive changes to moving forward about the police shooting dogs, and that'll be for two hours. For me, that'll be a long one because it'll be t- from 10 o'clock at night till 2 in the morning. So come on, please bring along the hot chocolates. And you know, and the old munchies and everything for tomorrow night uh, for next week's show, um, and uh, that should be a good one. And the links are already up and about, so please share them for me so we can get the show out there. So yeah, give us a call in three four seven three two seven nine six nine four. If you've got anything that you would like to um, come and talk to us about the fact of what is in our food, because we do say we are what we eat. Well, at this moment in time, we don't even know what we're eating. I I think um, of all the other things. I'm thinking about when you go shopping and you go down the alley, down the aisle, and you're looking at all these different foods. And I'm, like, I'm just trying to think where I am in the thing. Okay, so we've got, like, fish fingers. What's in those fish fingers? Is it actually fish fingers? Then we go down a little bit further, and we've got, like, you know, chicken. Um, we've got, like, you know, um, southern fried chicken and all that. What's in all of them? Do you know what I mean? There is so much, some of what we know, as the pups being used as shark bait, but so much more we don't, unfortunately. Some societies are so secretive as to what they eat. Yes, you're right. Absolutely right, Daniela. You know... There's so many different aspects of this that it's just mind-blowing. You know, like, I can never quite get into my head that in Korea they eat dogs. I mean, what? It doesn't even go there, does it, you know? And cats and stuff. And and how they do it? On the street. Literally, just literally in the wide open. I mean, I'm okay, I'll say about abattoirs. I mean, they, they are beautifully clean inside. Not all. But the, the the odd couple I've actually been in, yes, they are clean, but to do it on the street? And and the one part where I saw um, was where young kids from going from school were going past a part where um, dolphins were actually being killed, and they were watching it. And, and, this, and this dolphin was actually being killed, and it was, you know, obviously it was suffering, and these kids are walking past, I'm thinking... Oh, my goodness, thank goodness my kids aren't there to see that. 
It's just horrific. Um, Daniela, I was stationed in Korea years ago, and dog is a delicacy, as it is amongst so much of Asia. Um, Christine, you're absolutely right. It is a sad show. And obviously, I want to do, um, it will be an hour while we talk about this. And then we're going to move on to other things. So if anybody else has got anything else that they want to speak about, by all means, give us a call in. Kristen, if you want to come and join me on the show tonight, come and give us a ring in, and maybe me and you can have a natter about other things as well. So give us a call in, 347-327-9694. Daniela, yep, call in. You're absolutely right. It is very sad, but so very important for us to know. Now, I'm going to – I have got a couple of – of um, links that I want to share with you tonight. Um, oh, except everything just gone mad on my um, laptop, and now I can't find it. Oh, here we go. Um, this was um, a forum, a thread that I found, um, literally about um, horses and all sorts. And so there's one for you to have a look at. Um, yeah, the thing is, and this is what gets me, is the fact that, you know, some people have got a total different regard to horses than others. On this one thread that I'm actually sent the link to, it's actually about the fact, instead of taking your um, horse to the vet to be put down, why not take it to a slaughterhouse because it's cheaper? I mean, for goodness sake, what exactly are we doing here? You know, And then that meat is actually used for other stuff as well. Do you know what I mean? So what's in on earth? It's just all gone mad. All gone mad. Um, sorry, I've just got children come into the room and uh, they're going to be sent straight back out again. Um, so, <coughs> so on there, it's literally going um, all about horses, how they're being put down. They were talking about the slaughterhouses for horses um, and all sorts. So, you know, it's just absolutely horrific, some of it. And some of the footage that I'd actually found on YouTube, I don't know if I've kept this actually open now. Um, Let me just see. It's all gone a little bit mad here. Hold a minute. Um, Oh, here we go. Here's one. Sorry, everything's just gone really slow on my computer. Um, Let me put this into... Oh, my goodness me. It has gone slow. Right. Sorry, I'm just getting um, told different information as well now by my 13-year-old son, bless him. Um, there's also, it's saying um, here about, um, this here is quite horrific. So those that have got a gentle stomach, um, just be careful. It's a horse abattoir. It films, reveals welfare breaches. And it's absolutely horrific. This is the one where he was actually hitting her with a bar. And I would just like to give a big shout out to the Animal Welfare Group, Hillside Animal Sanctuary. Um, some of these places I do want to go and see these people because they're amazing. And they'd actually, um, investigators at Hillside have fitted secret cameras which films, filmed horses being beaten with an iron rod to encourage them to move into pens. 
Um, and this was at Red Lion Abattoir near Nantwich in Cheshire, which actually isn't that far away from me. Um, but how many um, horse um, slaughterhouses are there in the U.S.? Because obviously I'm talking about in the U.K. at this moment. But, you know, how many? Is it a big thing over in the U.S. as well? Give us a call in and let us know as well, please. Um, let me just have a quick look back up. There's, there is so much, some of what we want to know, um, as the pups being used for shark bait, but so much more we don't, unfortunately. Um, Kristen. Right. Uh, Kristen has thought, need to get my mum on here. She can answer those questions. She investigates food like no one I know. Daniela, I was stationed in Korea, and the dog is a delicacy. I think I've heard that one already. Um, right, watch your own baby. Can I, um, sorry, I'm trying to keep up with all the um, different things in the chat room. If anybody wants to give us a call in, 347-327-9694, or you can email asksueshow at gmail.com. That's asksueshow at gmail.com. Um, right, what else have we got that we need? That I, I did have another link here somewhere. Oh, hold on a minute, we've got a caller. Uh, hi, area code 917, welcome to the show. Hello? Area code 917, welcome to the show. No, they've gone very quiet, so they obviously either rang by accident or something. Um, right, where were we, else were we going here? Um, there was another one somewhere. Oh, here we go. This was um, the Findus um, beef lasagna that we've obviously got in the UK. Now, I don't know if it's the same with you guys in the US, so you'll have to let me know what sort of uh, what the situation is with you. Um, Hold on a minute, let me just go back. I've lost where it is now. There we go. And it says, highly likely criminals are responsible for horse meat contamination, FSA says. It is likely, highly likely that criminals are responsible for contaminating British food products with horse meat, the Food Standards Agency has said, as it suggested foods may have been sabotaged. How on earth does meat get sabotage 100%. You know, how, what, it just disappears? Somebody just steals it and swaps it? What? For goodness, are you for real? Um, the FSA has ordered that all food retailers now carry out urgent tests on all proces processed beef products after some Finders lasagnas were found to contain 100% horse meat. It said that someone could have deliberately contaminated beef products with horse it said this morning, this is a very serious issue. The evidence we have about the two cases of the significant amount of horse meat in burgers and lasagna points to either gross negligence or deliberate contamination in the food chain. An MP claimed today that Finder's beef lasagna may have been contaminated with horse meat since last summer. Now, see, let me just just say that again. An MP claimed today that Finder's beef lasagna may have been contaminated with horse meat since last summer. 
how does he know? It comes, it comes as Mary, the shadow environment secretary, accused the government of trying to pretend this isn't happening. Finn is one of the most popular brands of frozen foods, has withdrawn 180,000 lasagnas from sale after carrying out tests on meals from a French supplier that had raised concerns. Um, right, so we've got the ready meals have obviously been um, take removed from the supermarket shelves, and Asda has also pulled beef burgers after horse meat contamination. Um, that was the 5th of February, and um, horse meat scandal. Now Tesco and other supermarkets admit to pork traces in beef burgers. So do you know what I mean? Uh, this is um, obviously end well, not endless, is it? You know what I mean? So we need to obviously be able to find out even more about this. Um, Daniela, I'm very far from being an expert, but for a while, horse slaughter was banned, but no more. So I have no idea how it's going going now in the U.S. Okay. Um, actually, allowing horse slaughter was the better of two evils, and that's Kristen. Daniela, unreal all that time. Why did it take someone that long to come forth? You're absolutely right. I mean, why has it even got anywhere? You know, this should just should not have been happening. And I'm quite surprised that the government haven't actually come out and done a speech or a talk about this because it's horrendous, but it just doesn't seem to be bothering them at all. You know, a lot of people are very concerned about what they have been eating, and it's just totally, totally wrong. What do you think that the government should actually do? What do you think, if, if you were the government for um, a week, right, what would you put in place to, one, stop this, and two, to give uh, these people who have actually done this, you know, wh- how can we change it? What's your thoughts? You know, you can just call in 347-327-9694. That's 347-327-9694. Give us a call in. Or you can email asksueshow at gmail.com. Um, Kristen's put that's the job of the FDA here well the thing is whoever's job it is they obviously here were not doing it because for an MP to say that it's been a while uh, Kristen it's 347 327 9694 Give us a call in, Hunt. Do you know what? I just went to type it, and it's not even typed it in there. 347-327-9694. So give us a call in. Um, let me see. So, you know, it, it's just absolutely thrown people, because I know when I've gone shopping now, you just do not know what to buy. So, you know... It'd be interesting to see how many people have actually gone vegetarian. I'm sure if we could actually find out um, vegetarian websites, how much they will have literally increased because people, I'm sure, will have thought like me thinking, actually, I don't know if I want to do this no more, you know? So, you know, it'd be interesting to see how many people have actually turned to be vegetarian. Um, right, well, I'll be having about another 15 minutes 
And then we've got a little bit of a surprise on the show. Um, so I'm quite looking forward to that because we've had a bit of a busy week, even though I've had a fault on my phone. So um, even though I've not been able to go on the phone, I've actually been quite busy doing various other things on the Internet. Um, right, I think this might be Kristen. Hi, Kristen. How are you doing? Hi, Sue. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. Um, so what do you think, um, have you seen all in the UK about this uh, horse meat being in our beef burgers and lasagnas? No, but that's happened in the U.S. a few times, too. You know, where, um, I know Jack in the Box, their burgers, was they were kangaroo for a while and things like that. It happens. It's <laughs> trying to See, cut, you know, that's how they're trying to make money. Exactly. They go for something and, cheaper. And, Exactly. This is the thing. And what got me was, like, we had Tesco Value Burgers. Like, Tesco is one of our uh, main shopping people. And then we'd got, um, obviously, a Deera one, which I can't remember who it was. And they actually turned around and said that they're made in the same place. And I thought, you've, you've just actually publicly announced that, you know, something that's Deera is made in the same place as something that's cheaper. Um, right. So it... You know or I mean? even the possibility of cross-contamination. I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, I worked in exactly. restaurants for a long time. And, I mean, if your hands touched one meat, they were not to touch another until they were clean, you know? That's a very big mm. deal. Exactly. But what gets you. me is, Kristen, if they'd have said to us it's 20% or it's 30%, but to be told it's 100%, that, that that can't be an accident. Well, and you know what? The the percentages that are required now, it seems like they just dwindle every year, you know? To say that, um, you know, it has protein. Well, as long as there's only 2% protein in it, then they can advertise that, you know? And it's just getting, it's gotten to the point where it's ridiculous, and you have to read everything, everything. You have to read every single ingredient, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just... The thing is with me, I just find it so horrific. I mean, and, and obviously they've even mentioned that they actually think that this has been fed to children at schools as well. And that's even worse. I mean, we, we go to places, and these are run by the government, and we send them to our schools thinking that they're going to be safe, and they're actually it's being right, fed things like this. Regulators, like, who regulates your food and drugs there? Do you know what? I'll be truthful. I, I must admit, I meant to look before the show, and I honestly don't know it, but I think it's on the same, I think it was the same as yours, unless I've, obviously, the trouble with me is, even though I'm in the UK, I do most of my stories are actually in the US. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'll have a look at that, actually, while you're um, on. Um, of food, let me have a look. Um, I know, I'm trying to look it up, too. Yeah, Food Standards Agency, so the FSA, Regulation Legislation, um, General Food Law, whether you work in a business, food business or interest, consumer interested in food law. And it's quite funny. There are general requirements. <laughs> right, general. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, general. <laughs> I mean, th that's just so random, isn't it? Just, just general. <laughs> mm -hmm. The thing is, we've had so much in the UK over this food labelling. Has it been exactly the same in the US? Do I? Has it been the same over in the US? The food, 
You know, like in the oh, labeling of food and everything, oh, yeah. you know, people want to know exactly what's in there, how much protein, and how much. I think that's why organic food has become so popular because people don't trust what they buy anymore. They want yeah. fresh grown food. I mean, the the farmer's markets over here have just gone, out, they've gotten out of control. I mean, they're the biggest thing. Yeah. Well, the thing is, we were talking at the school today, and people were saying, no, it's just as cheap to go to the butchers now and go and get a joint of something or mince or whatever direct from a butcher and know what you're getting than it is if you went and actually got it from the from the, the local supermarket. Yeah. But, but did you, you know when it happened in the U.S., did you find that a lot of people did go vegetarian or at least for a while stopped and changed and thought about things more? I, mean, I probably knew one or two people, but for the most part, people just demanded that the FDA did their job better and people complied with the law, you know? Um, yeah. I, I mean, you really don't, I've never noticed a big change in, like, overall in people's eating habits. I mean, people yeah. crave what they crave. I swear yeah. that there's, like, something addictive in, like, McDonald's. Like, they put something in there to make you addicted to it. I am convinced. Yeah. <laughs> because it's, it's funny you should say that because the other day so I was reading it. something and they were saying it's even down, McDonald's even have investigated what colors to use on their plates and everything. And apparently <laughs> red and yellow stimulate people to eat more. That must be what it is because it's terrible. It doesn't matter how gross it is, you still crave it. And actually, it, that was what broke me from being a vegetarian. When I was like 15, I had my first McDonald's cheeseburger, and that was it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, I never had meat well, my entire because, life. <laughs> yeah, but the funny part is, I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm McDonald's, I wasn't struck on anyway, but um, like um, KFC, I used to go there, but it's literally since I saw the videos on the internet, and I just thought, I can't do this. Do you know what I mean? And, and I've not been to McDonald's, I've not been to KFC or nothing. I just, it doesn't interest oh, me. I don't even remember now, what I'm, it was with KFC, but I remember it was something bad. Yeah. Uh, but I just, what was it with I K- must admit. KFC? Sorry? What what were they doing at K- KFC that was so bad? I don't remember. It has something to do with. Well, they, obviously it's all chickens. And I watched this film and it was showing how all these chickens were in crates and they were piled oh, one on top of the other and all this. Oh, no, it, it just got me. Free. Yeah. Just, it's just so wrong. I mean, and, and it, it just comes back to the same thing. How do they get away with it all? They're making, and again, you answered in the chat room, money. Mm-hmm. Do you I mean, mean, people I have mean, the option well, to buy cage-free eggs when they go to the store, but do they? No. Otherwise, those would be the predominant option, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's more yep. money, and it's also you know when the economy's down, it's a lot harder to get people to switch things like that. I mean, even being a vegetarian is expensive, especially if you want to cover like get all your protein and stuff. It's not cheap. I mean, we're talking a lot of grillers and hamburger and like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, I'm amazed that nowadays there hasn't been a. I'm not going to say McDonald's, but like a um, a vegetarian, how can they put, um, 
fast food, if you like. Oh, we've been having quite a few open up over here. Oh, well, I, I should have guessed that America would beat the UK. That wouldn't be hard, <laughs> would it? We're always behind in the times. <laughs> and even, like, some of the some of the chains are doing, like, um, tests, you know, where they're just putting them in designated areas to see how they do. Really? I've, never, it. Mm-hmm. I've, I've not seen that here. That's that's you know, We need to call the FSA or whoever. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit. Cool. I, I, I'm I'm quite amazed by it all because the thing is, and and you do think about it. I mean, I, I must admit, I've always been I've burgers and all sorts all my life and everything else. Do you know I mean I never really looked into it so deep as I am now? But then I'm thinking. I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, imagine those that actually went to go with friends or whatever, and they go into McDonald's with them. They don't buy anything, and they want to sit separate, or they do just have salad or something, and they're sitting there seeing somebody at a table away eating on that massive burger. That's enough to put anybody off their food if they don't enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Oh, but so, I know a lot of people that will go to McDonald's and order a Big Mac without the meat. <laughs> right, I see. Right, got you, got you. I'm just having a look. Um, you know, for... there's so much. There's, you know, there's other things too. Like, you know, it causes early development in children. You know, um, you know, there's just so, so many other issues that are involved with eating meat, and even just anything from an animal, because of all of the hormones even that go into them. Um, you know, that gets passed on to us, and I mean, we are our hormones. We are hormones. Yeah. So, you know, I know my mom, she wouldn't let any of the kids have any hormone milk or anything until after they were 12 years old or something. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what? Somebody said something to me today which I thought, oh, my goodness, yes, you're right. But do you know what? They said... If the cows have got so much fear inside them at the last moments, surely if we're eating meat, we've got to be taking in part of that fear. And I thought, do you know what? They're probably right, aren't they? There's got to be, you know, there's so many different things. But I, I, like, I'm into my psychic stuff, and I do think about how much we must be picking up from all this negativity all of the time. And I just think, oh, my goodness. Um, I've just got to catch up with the chat again. Um, Danielle Spot, I remember that horse meat was allowed to be exported but not used in human food in the U.S. Makes you wonder how much of the exports were used with beef, which costs so much more. Even with the food labeling, it doesn't tell you how much authorized garbage, such as percentage of bug pieces, fingers, etc., is allowed. How many people really know that? Supposedly, KFC now uses free range, not much better than a cage. They don't see the outside. I mean, the thing is, let's let's be realistic. How much, how many chickens and all that must they lose through the fact they are being cruelly treated? Wouldn't it mean be more cost effective to actually look after them so that more actually stay alive? Well. You know, actually, they were being transported, um, the majority were being transported to Mexico. And actually, the animals are treated better, the slaughter animals are treated better in Mexico than they are are here in the U.S., which is, you know, really 
that. <laughs> and um, but actually, it's considerably better. And however, the transport, the U.S. transport from here to there was just so so horrible. Oh my God! I mean, it I mean it was just like making these animals go through just a prolonged, prolonged torture. Um, yeah. Does that mean slaughter is good <laughs> and that it's done right or anything? No, but, I mean, I don't know. I watched all the stuff, and it was just it was so, so bad. It was so bad. Exactly, exactly. Well, Kristen, stay on the line. Um, we're just going to have a little bit of a sing-song now because – um, I don't know if you've actually seen it or heard it, no. but just for people who haven't, um, Sue decided to do a rap. A rap? I don't even ask. Right? You know when you just have them mad moments. I did. I did this poem, and then decided to do a rap with it. Right? And okay. I can honestly say that I never thought that Ask Sue would be doing a rap. Now, I, I can't exactly call myself a rap artist, and no, I haven't had the phone call off Eminem yet for t- to ask me to join him, and I don't think there's much chance of that actually happening either, but <laughs> I, I've actually done it. It's on YouTube as well, you know, just in case any people of rap artists would like to join me, that's fine, it's on YouTube. So I thought we'll just have a couple of minutes or a few minutes to listen to this rap, and it has obviously got a message in it as well. And um, obviously, just have a little listen, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. If you just hold the line, Kristen, and we'll be back shortly, okay? Okay. And try not to laugh too much. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. If anybody else wants to join in on... I'll try that again. If anybody wants to join in on the Asu Show, give us a call in 347-327-9694. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Oh, no, we have a slight technical problem. It hasn't actually gone on there properly, so it will not play. So maybe we'll have another tune instead. Let's try this one. What is that? 
Hi, and welcome back to a very unorganised suit tonight. He's not doing very well at all. Um, please welcome back to the show, Kristen. Hi, Kristen. Hey. I, I tell you what, anything else go wrong? Don't <laughs> <laughs> just out over here. Oh, my goodness, it's just hilarious. Now, what I'm going to try and do, now, I don't know if this is actually going to work. I'm going to try and play this rap. Um, it, it obviously has not downloaded properly, so we'll try and do this. We'll just have to see how it goes, okay? So um, let's have a, a little listen. Hold on. Let me get, see if I can get this right. I'm going to make sure. Oh, if I put the volume on, that might help. Hold on. Um, da -da 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 -da. Oh, yeah, that's some. Right, hold on. Let's see if we can do it. Here we go. Thank you. 
It's so quiet for some reason, and I don't know why. But I hope all of you enjoyed that. That's my little gift. <laughs> all, all good fun, though. All good fun. Um, I've just messaged you with my email address as well, Kristen, okay? Mailing address. I can mail you something. Oh, right. Oh, I sent my email address. <laughs> That's called not reading the chat properly. Right, I know, I'll do I'm that like, check. radio at gmail.com. That's not going to work. <laughs> If anybody doesn't realise that we've actually done quite a bit of talking on um, on the phone, you'll uh, know now. Um, right, let's. Uh, do you know what? I'm getting a bit. As much as I really want to save the horses and everything, I think we need to go on a, something a little bit more positive. What do you think? What do you mean? Well, I think we need to now turn it. Now that I've actually got you on the show, I want you to tell people what you've actually been doing and your positive moves forward with regards to, um, well, you just tell everybody what you've been doing. And, and just let me tell you, everybody, that if she doesn't blow her trumpet hard enough about how much she does, I'll help her out near the end, okay? <laughs> I don't really know what I've been doing. <laughs> So oh, it's easy to say what you haven't been doing. Come on, tell everybody what you've been doing. Um, well, the goal is to unite everyone, um, get everyone working together, um, rather than having 50 petitions for the same thing and having everyone's signature spread out, trying to get everyone on one bandwagon, one chip in fine, um, you know, <laughs> designating lawyers in each area for consults, for hearing cases. Often when someone seeks out a lawyer, um, it's their first time trying this sort of case, so it's more expensive because of the research, um, you know, and there's no way to know if they're going to win, so trying to get experience under their belt, um, gosh, the research, lots of research, <laughs> trying to get <laughs> some strong, um, you know, people on board that are recognized for what they do. Um, the next step will be trying to get endorsed by the ASPCA um, or some organization like that. Um, trying, actually, the hardest thing has been trying to nail down a name. We have been like that is the hardest thing that is holding up everything. Um, you know. <laughs> so, so what? So, Kristen, lots is it that you're actually trying to get networking? Huh? Sorry, have you with what you're doing then? Are you trying to get a network all together of people, but not well, we're obviously trying to create so a not national group to address the situation for every situation. Exactly. So, if someone. If someone's dog shot by police and they Google it, they're going to hit our website. They're going to have a point of contact in their area who can tell them exactly what they need to do, exactly who they need to talk to. Um, you know, every time this happens, everyone does the exact same thing. Everyone goes through the exact same steps. It's like, you know, if we all, if we had an like a one knowledge base, one resource and contact people, everyone could skip the first 50 steps 
and just jump right into where they need to be, you know, because we've all done the first 50 steps, and we know what works and what doesn't work. Yep. Um, you yep. know, and so much time, energy, and money is wasted, you know, just going through the same thing. Oh, I mean, yep. every single one, we all do the same thing, and it's just like, oh, no, we're so much further than that. Stop starting at square one. We can start at square 50. <laughs> Exactly. And this is the trouble. And this is what I've been saying so many times on the show. We have got everything everywhere. And this is where we have all the troubles with Facebook, too, because half the time we're sharing the same picture as everybody else. So why couldn't we just if we this is what I've tried to do so many times. But you you've just got everybody's got their own groups and nobody wants to bring their groups into something else. Let, right, let me just rephrase that. Not everybody. I can't say everybody. But, you know, it's like with the Asu Radio Show Network. I share other people's pages and groups in there. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To make a difference. But other people don't want to do the same. And this is where it's difficult. Yep. And also, you know, sometimes it seems like it's just the advocate sharing with the advocates, you know, and... Yeah. Like you can tell, like you can read your own like data stuff and you can tell when um you're reaching people and when you're not. And I know like sometimes if my numbers are down really low, if I know people just aren't either if they've blocked if they're just like you know, have me put to the side where they can't see me or they're just not online, I don't know what it is, but sometimes I mean my hits just drop, like plummet. And then sometimes they skyrocket, and that's when I'm like sharing like crazy, you know. But just exactly. to give people the benefit of exactly. that's why I don't know. Well, it's like it's I, hard. I must. I've always had a group for the Ask Zoo Show, and I've just got a, the, obviously the network page. And the thing with that, I love it because I can see how many people have actually looked at it, how many people mm-hmm. ignored it because they didn't share it. And it's it's mind blowing. I mean, there's been some absolutely stories of just horrendous, and some that have been heartwarming, some that have been lovely. You know, we've had a dog saved or whatever, and and they're just not being shared. And it's the only thing I can say is, it must be because of Facebook. Maybe that's it's you know, because because people well, having know, trouble with sharing things like, and obviously you know, having bans and blocks and everything else. Mhm. And you know, like one of the things that I also think is important is you know, having people in charge of certain directives, you know, um like Barb, she has taken over making sure um you know, she takes care of all of the hero stories of police officers and firefighters, you know, saving animals and um, you know, and that gives her one focus, you know, it's not, you know, it's really hard when you're multitasking different causes. It's really easy to um, drop the ball and miss people. You know, like, I try to reach out to every, um, you know, victim, you know, whose dog has been shot by police and trying to, like, find their contact information, trying to find them, you know, Sometimes I'm looking through the white pages, you know, I'm Googling, I'm trying to find some way to get in touch with them, you know, um, to reach out. And sometimes, I mean, I'll spend 12 hours a day just trying to contact three people, you know. Um, So, you know, I think having people also designated for certain directives is helpful, too. We really need outreach programs. We really need outreach programs. Yeah. Now, 
obviously, um, you know how computer literate I am. Oh, that's right, I'm not. <laughs> um, and, and this is the trouble. There is some people that can just share. There's other people that can that can make websites. There's other people can do things. And it's the thing. So many people can help each other. So what what one person can't do, another person can do, and vice mm-hmm. versa. Yeah, finding out people's strengths is really important. Do you know what I mean? Like I created, uh, I I just, created in a form, and I asked people to fill it out and to put, you know, what are their strengths? What are your strengths? What do you have to offer? What do you like to do? And how much time do you want to put into it? You know, yeah. um, that way everyone can be organized in what they're doing, and rather than just sporadic, you know, things being done. Yeah. I can't handle this organization. <laughs> yeah. How how is it actually going with that, Kristen? Are you getting where people are being able to give you enough time to be able to do what you need to do, or is it hard well, to actually, actually tie them down know, to I was something? Trying, I was trying to limit it to the owners in the beginning, um, but everyone just seemed to be too busy. So now I've been actually letting the supporters join in, and you know they've just kind of been fighting at the net waiting, you know, like, when can we help? When can we help? You know, so finally I'm like, you know what? You can help now. And um, so I'm getting a lot of help from supporters. Excellent. But, you know, there's a lot of things that people just don't know how to do that keep, you know, so a lot of things do get left for me to handle. Um, But I don't, I mean, I don't know what you can really do about that, you know. (laughs) I mean, I don't know a lot of, you know, a lot of people haven't set up businesses, you know. Um, I've done a whole lot of that, so for me it's not a big deal. Um, It's a lot of paperwork, but, you know, there's just a lot of little things that people don't know about that goes on behind the scenes that has to be taken care of, you know, setting up a, um, you know, board of directors and things like that, you know. Yeah. a lot of stuff. And making sure everyone that's on that board gets along. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because so far I'm the only person who knows everyone because I'm the only person who talks to everyone and I make sure yeah. that I talk to everyone on the phone at least once and um but so you know but we're still working on making sure everyone else gets to know each other too yeah and this is the thing Kristen I mean I I try to explain to people like it's with the show I mean it's gone absolute crazy I'm on the phone I mean I was on the phone wasn't I to you just the other day for it must have been two or three hours, you know, and and it was just putting things together and making sure things were right. And because if it's not right when we put it out there, then that's when it's an inconvenience to loads of other people. So it's a lot of work and just making sure and it's right when it gets out there. Mhm. Do you know what I mean? So so what yep. is? Have you actually? Can you actually shout out your website, or have you not got it quite there? Or not yet because um. I just, I'm, nope, because I just, I'm going to change it. <laughs> huh. And, and, and if thing, you know Kristen, trust me, thing. she you know, will change it. A new, we're having a new problem that I did not, um, I did not foresee. You know, I spent a lot of time researching, trying to um, consider every possible roadblock, and this is one that I didn't um, um, expect to happen, and that was, you know, when there's new victims, you know, they're going through a very traumatic experience. They're very emotional. 
and unfortunately often are very um, negative towards police. Yeah. Um, so, you know, having all of us together on, in one place, you know, we can't have, you know, any, <clears throat> I don't know what to say other than, you know, like abuse towards <laughs> the police officers. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, the new victims still have to go through whatever they need to go through in the beginning because the first four to six months, you know, they're very, you know, or I should say we are very erratic and unpredictable. Um, so yeah. that's something that um, I'm trying to address right now before going live. I don't know, you know, and there's a few people, you know, that, you know, I just, I don't want to, I don't want this to actually end up starting a war, you know. So. Exactly, exactly. And the thing is, the other side of that is, you don't know how people are going to react because obviously everybody's different. There could be one that comes into the group that just settles straight in and says, yeah, you know, it's happened to me, but, you know. And then there could be other people that literally can't deal with it. You know, and it's and here's the thing. It's not even about the police. It's, you know, often the reason... Um, so much anger is directed towards the police is because no matter who is responsible for the death of their dog, they feel responsible. And that guilt, that guilt that you couldn't protect them, is so hard to bear. It's so hard to bear. And you, I mean, you can't help but try to put that off on someone else because it's just, it's crushing, you know? Um, yeah. And that's really, really what it comes from because no matter who's responsible, all of us ultimately hold ourselves responsible, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, if your two-year-old, you know, gets hit by a car, who are you going to blame? You're going to blame yourself. You know, it doesn't matter that it was an accident or that, you know, it was that driver's fault because they were drunk. You're going to blame yourself because you didn't keep them safe. So. Yeah. Yeah. And. Danielle is just saying as well, um, but I know I belong to several dozen groups and I go insane trying to figure out which animal to share where. And then there is one group that I belong to that belong to the same groups I do. And this is the thing because when you've got, say, three or four admin, and I'll say it for myself now, I will go to one page and then I'll go to somewhere else and then I'll go somewhere else and I share it all to the network. But then I go to the network page and all of a sudden, I noticed that when I get there, Joe Bloggs has already put five of those posts already on there. But you know what you need to, like, what I've noticed is the most helpful in drawing in new, um, like, new people is going through your feed and going to pages that you're not used to interacting with, like you don't usually see posts on your site or vice versa, and start liking their posts, make a few comments, just show some interest. And, you know, they'll just start coming out, you know, and interacting with you too. Yeah. And that, you know, but, it's you know, every now and again it's important to do that to bring in, you know, when you start noticing that we're all just sharing with the same people <laughs> and we're all getting the same thing six times a day, it's definitely exactly. time to start branching out a little bit. <laughs> Exactly. And this is the thing, I mean, let's face it, I mean, sometimes you can have a dog that was shared, say, three days ago, and then you'll still see somebody else was sharing it, but you noticed two days ago that it's been rehomed. 
But because it's been shared that much, it doesn't get to that person that actually it's already been rehomed. And that's right. when we're wasting valuable time. Well, you know, and here's the other thing. Um, you know, we start sharing and it, it just becomes such like a habitual thing to just hit share that no one actually stops to actually invest, investigate what's going on. Like the other night there was um, a post that came in and it said, It'll only take $25 to save this dog. I'm like, seriously, $25? Seriously. So I emailed the, um, the rescue, and they emailed me back that night and said, well, I don't know if it's $25, but I know that, <clears throat> I do know that, you know, once this dog has reached $300 in donations, that will be transferred to a no-kill shelter where he can finish his, um, his treatments and get adopted out from there. And I was like, sweet, his chicken's already at 315, so he's already going. So he's saved. He's already saved, <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I think often, uh, uh, you, know, you know, we never, we don't, we don't stop to follow up and see actually where, what the status is and what's going on. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, that's one thing. I think the one even thing, I can... It's so easy just to hit share and not actually take it a step further, make phone calls, or write the emails. and Yeah. It's like when, when I've seen some really, like, you know when, like when you've seen people are being cruel to a cat or whatever, and, and it's, let's face it, it does <gasps> go viral very, very quickly. But the thing is, then you find out it happened six months ago. Or, you know, someone took a picture of a dog in a window of an abandoned warehouse where there was no water, there was no heat, there was no food. So I went back to that person. I'm like, go get the dog. Are you kidding yep. me? You're going to take a picture? Go get the dog. Are you ki- I mean, I just can't even believe it. I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> oh. me, me and you talked about this, didn't we? And I actually said to you, I would actually just smash the window and grab the dog, and then I'll just sort the consequences out at a later date. Because, because let's face it, you can do. If you bury two pups alive nowadays, you only get twenty-five weeks in prison. So, what are they going to do for me smashing a window and saving a dog? Yeah, exactly. Actually, they'll probably give me life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these days it seems like people are getting more in trouble for saving animals, doesn't it? Yeah. Mhm. Ridiculous. And and that goes with Facebook as well, to be honest. You seem to get more bother on Facebook for sharing animals and everything than if you, than if you set up a paedophile website or something else on there. Do you know what I mean? Well, and, that, and I think, I mean, that's one other thing that I try to um, consider. Like, regardless of what we think, we have to be aware of the general general public's reactions. And, you know, at some point, they need a break. You know what I mean? And mm. I I understand that for us that's hard to understand. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, sometimes if you put it in their face too much, they're just going to start shutting you out. And you have to yeah. create, you know, allow there to be a balance. Um, and I can tell when people, you know, are starting to shut my posts out and it's time for a little bit of a break, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest. I get it's really excessive sometimes. <laughs> well, well, it's like I said to you, you know, over, like, the, the dogs being shot by the police. And 
you know, I don't even post about that on my personal page at all. I don't do I say it again? about dogs being shot. I, I never post anything about dogs being shot by police on my personal page even. Just advocacy no. stuff, just normal welfare, abuse, stuff like that. Um, exactly. Well, the thing, yeah. like when I started doing the shows um, about the dogs being shot by the police, I, I did two shows because we obviously had got people that wanted to air their views, and like you say, people that had not long ago lost their dogs or whatever. But then I wanted to move it to more positive, and I was saying, right, yes, we've got these dogs that have been shot. What can we actually do to make a change? And this is when people say, you know, and you can almost feel the people going, no, no, I, I don't want to do that positive move forward yet. I, I still haven't finished ranting about the fact of what they've done. Do you know what I mean? And, and it's hard. You've got to try and pull people forward into the next stage. I, I don't want to be sharing, like, it, it's okay people saying to me, oh, can you share this, this, and this? But, but no, because I've already gone through that part, I'm now on to the part of changing the way that people are thinking. I want to find what ways we can go to about achieving a well, difference. Well, yeah, you now. know, there's something that you have to always keep in mind. You know, if someone is talking bad to you, yelling at you, you know, just ripping you apart, do you want to do them any favors? Do you want to be a, do you want to be a part of that? Do you want to, are you going to be responsive to that? Or mm. not? Um, you're going to turn the other way, especially if, when you have a choice. Um, yeah. You know, so one of the things that, you know, it's really, you know, every day, every day I tell myself that I will, I refuse to be, selfish enough to allow my feelings to stand in the way of doing the right thing to accomplish justice because this is the last thing that I get to do for my dog. This is the last thing I get to do for them. And I, there's no way in hell I'm going to be so selfish as what my feelings stand in the way of that. It's not going to yeah. happen. not going to happen. How, how long ago is it, Kristen, since you, your dog obviously passed through, through this? Tomorrow will be 10 months. Can I just say to everybody, of all these people out there that think, I can't be asked to share today. I, I'm going to have a day off Facebook today. I'm not going to do this because I don't like to open that picture because it might offend me or it might upset me or whatever. Kristen is, and she's going to hate this, and I might even have to mute her because she's going to go mental with me for doing this. This woman is absolutely amazing. She... Starts in the morning, she works through, she's got obviously got her own life to lead as well. She's always helping everybody, including me, and nothing is too much trouble. And she's doing so much to move so many mountains. So it, it just makes me so thing when I hear that she says to me that 10 months ago, um, it, it was your dog, just one dog, wasn't it? Two. Two, sorry, two dogs that got shot by police, and she took it upon herself 10 months ago to literally, and she says to me that she ha did have a month that she didn't do anything. She just read and she just stayed in her bed. She didn't want to come out. And then she said, right, that's, now it's time to change. And she has worked her, and I don't care, backside off for this. She's here to make changes, and that's what I'm here for. I don't want to keep sharing all these posts every single day about these dogs that are being mistreated. I want to stop and say, right, what is it that we need to be achieving to stop this from happening? 
and and I and I have put my thought forward of this, but I have decided, and Christian's a bit like me sometimes. If you can't get help to do it, you do it yourself. You don't have to thank anybody. You just do it yourself. And if you fall, you fall. You wipe yourself down. and You pick yourself back up again. Yeah, and I'm not willing to sit here. Every, you know, I don't. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I I want to literally. Do something positive, Christian, and you're exactly the same. And you amaze me every single time I speak to you. You know, I know that you have your bad days, but you never put it out there that it's a bad day. You always think, right, so what can I do today because it's a bad day? You amaze me. You're just, you're such, honestly, you're just like a breath of fresh air. And and I wish there was more people that could literally, instead of thinking about how bad things are sometimes, just say, let's let's stop. Let's see what we can actually do to make a difference. And I know even Cindy um, Boylan was even said about you as well, because you'd helped her so much in the, and, and I'm going to say in her hour of need, if you like, when she didn't know where to start off, and she, you spoke to her, and you even helped her to start with the ball rolling for what she wanted her? to do. Yeah. Who, who did you say? Um, Cindy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you, but you just make such a difference. Where, like I've been probably the strongest is where um, most of the people that um, I talk to say, "I am so glad." You know, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't have gotten in touch with this person and gotten this. You know what I mean? And it's like I feel I feel more like the little hub for you know connecting the right people with the right people. or um, Exactly. But well, the thing is, me, me and you are alike because it's not that we're keeping anything to ourselves. Every time I find a good group, I always share it into my, my page or my group or whatever and tell people about it. And this is where people can't get it. It, it isn't about us. It isn't about how many numbers we can get on our page or anything like that. It's about how many dogs and cats and how many laws we can actually change and make a difference. And, and yep. it's good because, look, even with the police, we're actually starting to get the ball rolling slowly but surely to actually get training put in place. Yep. No, that, that's a fantastic achievement. Mm-hmm. And that would never have happened unless we all work as a team to be able to get the awareness out there, what with the shows and, and the things that you're doing and the people that you've put in touch with each other. All of that is one big network that is fantastic. And, and all of that would never have been achieved if all of us hadn't introduced each other to each other. I know when I um, when I first came onto Facebook, I couldn't, like, I just felt so alone, you know, so alone. And I, I couldn't help it. You know, I just started messaging people, like, can I talk to you? Can you call me, please? You know, like... I need to talk yeah. to someone, and I was surprised that people weren't already, you know, connected. And um, that's when I started the group for just the owners, um, you know, a place where it's okay to say whatever you need to get off your chest for the day, and no one else needs to hear it or whatever. Yeah. Um, exactly. So. Exactly. But the thing is, it's not just that. You know what it's like to literally have those first few days, those first few weeks of having to deal with it all. And when somebody new comes on, you sort of know where they're at, even though everybody's different on how they go through it. But you sort of get an, an, you would get an idea of 
what they're going through, that they get ups and down days. I mean, when I was talking to Cindy, I said to her, you know, you can ring me at 7 o'clock in the morning your time. And she went, no, I can't do that. I went, yeah, but it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon for me. <laughs> so ring. It's no trouble. Do you know what I mean? Just just ring me and say, Sue, I need a shoulder. I need a rant. I need to just get it off my chest so I can carry on with my day. Or, do you know what I mean? And, and that's what it is about networking. It's about helping each other in our hours of need, but also working mm-hmm. as a team to get out these stories that we need to get out there so much. Yep. So, and, and it's like me and you have, have spoken so many times about, you know, Facebook, about, you know, getting a big thing together. I mean, how far are you off getting this big group together then, Kristen? Not too far off. Actually, we're getting really close. Um, the rest of it will be coming up with the rest of the money for the um, marketing firm, you know, because it's really important that when we do go public that off the bat we make a really strong, good impression. You know, the people want to immediately, especially, you know, anyone who is against animal welfare, advocates, whatever, um, you know, the first thing they're going to do is try to do everything to punch holes in you, you know. They are going to try yep. to make you look like crazy animal people. And it is really important that we come out strong, as strong as we possibly can. Um, so yep. as soon as we finish getting the money together for the marketing firm, we're good. And can I just you say know, people, to everybody as people, well? People, you know, really keep wanting to just jump out there, and it's like, no. Image is so important. Unfortunately, that's just the world we live in, and that image has got to be handled by a professional. You know, unless you are a marketing, you work in a marketing firm, and you know what you're doing, we really need to leave it to professionals because you know, if we want people to take us seriously, if we want to get the endorsements that we need to actually make a stance and make a strong move forward, we've got to just we've got to be a little bit. If we have to be patient, we have to be patient, but we've got to make sure that we do it right. You know, and that's important yeah um i just want to say Kristen, that i i'm looking in the chat room and um ratty bg she knows that i love her very much she's absolutely fantastic an excellent cross poster and and then even inboxes me when she's got a bit of a problem i don't think i know daniela which is weird i thought i knew everyone by now i don't think that i know um ratty bgb <laughs> or um Do you know what? Daniela. I don't think I it's so either. funny. The first time that I saw Ratty BGB in the chat room, I just had to say her name all the time because I just loved it. I know. Right? But an excellent cross poster and even gets in touch with me. When she's literally um, having a bad day with Facebook, she'll say, Sue, can you do me a favor? Can you just share this find the groups for me because I'm really struggling? And we'll share it and stuff. So that's brilliant. And then, obviously, Daniela, I haven't known over long Daniela Dixon. But, again, another amazing – she's always popping up everywhere and it does so many different things. Absolute – another fantastic crossbow and does so, so much. So this is what I mean. You know, if, if we can get good people like that all together in one place, just imagine what we could achieve. Mm-hmm. Now, all of those yep. people that say – we, I don't think we can achieve that. I'll I tell you what, it's only when you say that are you stopping it from actually happening. And I'm hoping that, you know, having everyone aware of, you know, having everyone grouped by location, 
I'm really hoping that it helps bring people together where they can make more of a movement in their areas. Um, you know, rather than just being, oh, I know, I know a few people here, you know, but really there's like 200 people in your area, you know, but you guys just aren't connected yet, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. Sure that everyone exactly. is connected, yeah. Definitely. Well, this is the thing. I mean, I'm in the UK, but I don't know loads of people in the UK that are um, animal advocates. But the funny part is I've got to know loads in America. Do you know what I mean? And, and some of them are, have ended up, including you, a bit like family. And I, we have our rants together and we, uh, we sort things out. And it, it, I've met some amazing people. And I just think just just fun, there's some fantastic people out there who can who can as a team just achieve anything and well, Daniela yeah, you know, is a lot of uh, people they just need to know what to do you know they just yeah. need to be given the job just say this is yeah. what needs to be done now and they'll do it you know but they so many people are just they just don't know what to do and you know um i don't know i just i just I just know. I just have a feeling that once people know, once they have a checklist, <laughs> things will actually get done. You know. Exactly. Yeah, I do bit, the same thing. It's a bit like you know what just come into my mind. It's a bit like when you have a school um, kids party and you have a list, and everybody first aims to get the crisps because they they want to get some easy, and nobody wants to make sandwiches. <laughs> So it's a bit like that, you know, you, you just yeah. if you get a list, everybody knows what they're bringing, but you can arrange an absolute fantastic party because everybody mm-hmm. knows what they're bringing and what they're doing. Yep. And knowing, you know, a lot of times, I mean, awareness is definitely an important, important, you know, task, and it definitely, definitely has to get done. But on top of it, you know, knowing exactly which, what, people in your area that you need to make your friends, like the people who have the power to sign off on something that's going to, you know, make something happen. And um, Exactly. Not everyone knows that, you know. Yeah. Now, we've got another caller, area code 585. Hi, welcome to the show. Hi. Uh, This is Eddie Sue. How are you doing? Hi, how are you doing? You Okay. Yes, I'm. Uh, yes, I'm okay. We've had a lot of snow up here. We got the uh, eastern uh, snowstorm uh, that that's hitting, but uh, I'm okay. <laughs> well, can I just say to my Eddie, I did speak to you before, and I said we're not doing a show about shooting, uh, shooting and all that tonight. We're doing things, but it's gone from one thing over to another, over to another. <laughs> and we've just it, it just kept round to it. <laughs> Hi, Eddie. So Right. So please don't think that I did a show without you. It wasn't intentional. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I understand. Everybody's busy uh, trying to fulfill their commitment to the causes. <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's just crazy. There's that many that I'm trying to keep up with, and it's just I, I end up having to do two things in one show just to try and keep up with everything. <laughs> right, so, right, Eddie, right. Any any updates at all? Well, the updates, uh, I, I, I did uh, put up a, a, an email uh, on the K9 Partners page. I think I, I, I put up uh, uh, the, the last update on, on the shares. And my concern was how comprehensive the training was going to be. Actually, the, the email that went out with the little, the little diagrams on, on, on the body dog language, that was only 
uh, an announcement to all the police officers, and that's 1,200 uh, police officers that got that, and uh, the, 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 the officers uh, in the area. So that was like an announcement of what's to come, so they know something is in the making. But they're still wor- working on the in-service in uh, training that uh, it, it's going to be, you know, very comprehensive because obviously this is uh, something that has to be addressed. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're doing it with careful review because it's, it, it's new. It's something they, they had overlooked in the past, you know. But it, this is something that it takes the, the officers but the community as well. And I think yeah. I'm going to be stepping on some some people's toes because if you want training for officers, okay, uh, Fort Worth, Texas has got it going. We have it going. Uh, but then dog owners as well have to get training, obedience training for their dogs Absolutely. as well. This is a two-way street. See, yep. now when yeah. you combine both, you can combine training for officers and you got people getting obedience training for their puppies and then adults, you know, and anything that might develop as an issue, and you get it addressed. Yeah. So we're getting trainers. We have some trainers on board. Uh, we, we, we encourage force-free training because we don't want to cause issues, uh, uh, behavioral issues uh, with dogs that had them, or you don't want to develop uh, new issues with dogs that didn't have them. You see, and people, everyone you know, has to view it as a community, a community issue. You know, right? You can't put because everything is, on the top. Yep. Yes, it is a community issue. Sometimes uh, people get lashed with this. Today, I saw an owner. He took his dog out, and the dog was off the leash, running around. I mean, heavy traffic and everything. What if the dog yeah. just happens to run into the traffic? Sure. You see, so these are things. And needless to say, he doesn't know he can get fined. And why would you want your dog taken away? Because you don't have a city tag on them. You don't have a rabies tag on them. You know, they're going to confiscate the dog. So now you're going to run into... Yeah, I really wish with those fines they would add um, a requirement for, you know, like some sort of class, you know, on responsible pet ownership or something like that, you know. Um, Rather than just paying 50 bucks, actually have them take a course, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's how, that that you know. I was thinking about that uh, before, you know. Even you know when you register your dog and everything. I know, yeah. I, I, I there there is one one country that does that, and it, it's 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 uh, you know where where dog owners they do take a a a, a class. You know, you think uh, you might not need it, but yes, you do because especially if it's the first time, the first time that you have a a yeah. puppy, you know. These are things because I had to learn so much when I got my dog, and I started reading. But you know, most of it was common sense. That yeah. I mean, common common sense will take you through life, you know. And, you know, and that's all, all 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 it is. All it is is sound judgment. That's what uh, the word implies: sound judgment. And yeah. I knew that after I waited till four months, and I knew I had to get him licensed, so I got him licensed. Uh, he needed his rabies shots. He needed all his vaccinations, so I got him uh, on a wellness plan so he could get all those shots and everything. So, you know, as you go, you learn. And then when I used to look at a bag of dog food, listen, I didn't know. 
to me, it was uh, a different language to me. I didn't understand anything. As now, I pick a bag up and, oh, no, no good. Uh, and these are issues that people have with their pets. And when you get a, it's hard to tell when a dog is in pain. So if he's consumed some food and he's got a stomach pain, discomfort, you know, then he might not be a friendly dog at the moment, you see. So we even addressed that with the sheriff. And the sheriff was the one that brought it up. I was shocked for him not get, uh, being in tune. Uh, he mentioned nutrition. And I said, so, you know, he opened it up, and I, I went into the uh, discussion about, you know, uh, proper n- nutrition. And, of course, you know, um, avoiding the toxin uh, treats that are out there, you see. But, you know, yeah. uh, image, like like uh, um, Kristen was saying, image is very important with the group because we're validated, Canine Partners, because of the the um, the transparency. And yep. when something, when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. <clears throat> it, it, gets, it gets done. Uh, whether it's addressing on, uh, uh, the, the tainted treats with the, the, the supermarket, local supermarkets or what have you, and I gotten results. As a matter of fact, I had consumer affairs from the, the supermarket chain up here send me, uh, uh, she sent me some coupons for the, the product I was highlighting. That was excellent. <laughs> and so these are the things that we need to bring uh, change. Uh, if you know an individual or group, and by the way, when I say canine pie, I initiated the group, but when I do something that's effective, it's not Eddie. It's my supporters. Yes. My supporters are doing this. It's not Eddie, you see, because <laughs> they're supporting okay. in the cause. <laughs> Yes, and that's what people have to realize. We we joined together, whoever uh, is behind us, and we wanted to bring the attention how, how to address the, the the law enforcement, so they can have the tools for their officers. And the next, uh, I was read, uh, getting letting it get unraveled uh, to take it to the senators on the state level to get it across the state because. When you have a model to go by, of course, it's easier for, for for them to follow suit and say, yeah, well, it's working in Rochester, New York. It's working in Fort Worth, Texas. You see? So you have something that you can show and show some validation to what you're trying to do. What, what are you talking about? We're talking about uh, having training for officers so they're better equipped. So when they go out and they have these uh, uh, contacts, uh, uh, with other dogs, uh, they 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 know what to do. I also mm-hmm. found um, it's a program through the CDC, and it's called Communities for Public Health. Um, but it's also but that includes safety. So that's in all, they have tons of stuff in there about um, dogs and um, you know proper pet ownership and all of that stuff. But these are actual groups that we can set up. Um, in our areas that are actually um, like connected to as a like they're a part of the CDC, their CDC programs set up for citizens and communities who have a common goal um, and a common initiative. And I just emailed the um, manager today um, for more information. So I'm interested to see what she says and see what kind of 
how the whole process works. But it's really interesting because it's everything that we are already doing in our areas. You know what I mean? Um, mm. But there has an actual, you know, to be a part of the CDC too would be really, really neat. If there's, it's, but it's called TOPS, Communities of Practice. Excellent. Uh, do you know, though, how, how many um, incidents have we had in the last well, couple of weeks or so? Because I must admit, I've not heard as many in the last couple of weeks. You know, like, we well, seem to have a spell when it was like one after another after another. But at the moment... Well, on average, on average, I enter over 100 dog shot by police a month. 100 in a month? In my database, I enter, over, I enter over 100 a month. Good grief. And I just and don't that, post them all because, you know, it gets really, it just gets so depressing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, Kristen, can I ask you, uh, are most of those in bigger cities uh, versus smaller communities? Uh, you know, is it mostly in oh, larger cities? Sure. Um, you know, Texas is definitely a huge issue, um, but it's also the largest state. Um Florida is also a big problem. California, they'll start to lag behind, and then they'll catch up, and they'll lag behind, and then they'll catch up. Um, as After that, everything starts to average out. Let me see what my average numbers come out to be by state. And this is what I mean, everybody. Kristen has got every single answer, every... Yeah, so, you know, a lot of states, a lot of states only have like three a month, but then others have, you know, over 30. It's just ridiculous. I mean, and some don't have any, and that's what's bizarre to me is all of the ones that don't have any are all in the first circuit court jurisdiction. That's Rhode Island, Maine, New Jersey. Hold on before I say this wrong. In New Hampshire, I believe. But I think it's really bizarre that they all happen to be. It's Maine, it's Maine, um, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and Maryland. I just think it's really mm-hmm. bizarre that they're in that. That that's what they all have in common is that they're in the first circuit court jurisdiction. And I'm really curious as to, you know, if maybe they have some different court rulings or. But it's definitely worth investigating because so far no one has any theories about why that is. Could we, I'm thinking to myself, let's face it, everybody likes rewards of some sort. Is it worth putting some sort of reward system in for, or even sending certificates out to certain police forces to say, well done, you haven't had an incident of blah, 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 um, that's fantastic. What you know, and then ask them for some information back on what they've done to be able to achieve that. Well, I know me and Eddie were talking about getting a plaque for the chief of police, um, you know, in Fort Worth, Texas, and I emailed Cindy about it, and she, um, but she really liked the idea. Um, but yeah, some sort of certificate program would be great. Because I really think, you know, sometimes, I, I don't know. I think it's you know, positive reinforcement is more effective than negative. Exactly. Yep. Definitely. You know, yeah, but do you know what I mean? If we actually said to them, you know, well done, this is what we're trying to achieve in other states, you know, we want to recognize that 
you haven't had any incidents and why is that have you actually already had training it might be that they say actually we just give we give hours eight hours of training every single time every year or something or you know what i mean or there might be a reason why well you know what honestly overall police officers are very under trained um if you read review boards um like the reports on police officer training i mean all of them just say how much the training lacks and how much more training and better training needs to be provided you know um and for such an important job, I think that, you know, communities and the public really just needs to speak up and say, yeah, I mean, if you're going to put their lives at risk, do you expect them to yeah. put their lives at risk? Give them the training that they need for every scenario because, bottom line, they are the only responders that are always the first responders to every situation. Exactly. They're always. Exactly. They're always. You know, and they're not. They're not superhuman. You know, I mean, they don't have some built-in guidebook that tells them how to handle every single scenario. I mean, they have to just do their best. Yeah. Yeah. And they're human. Mm-hmm. You know. I agree. I agree, and and this is the thing, um, and obviously the police are getting a lot of negativeness at the minute, which. You know, and it's like we've all three, is, uh, three of us have said, we need to be starting to chuck positivity out there because all of us have done jobs that, you know, sometimes we find a struggle because of whatever reason, and the police must be finding it a very big struggle, like you said, if they're not getting trained properly to exactly. what they're supposed they to be doing. Exactly, they are training. So who's responsible for the training? Those are the people that need to be addressed. The police don't get to choose what training they get. You know, if it were up to them, mm. I'm sure they would want as much training as possible for these, you know, unknown events that could occur, you know, um, or unforeseen events. So, I mean, they, they're not the ones, you know, they're not the ones that need to be addressed. Police officers yeah. do not choose their training. See, what I, what I find out funny at the moment, and that just to remind everybody, I am in the U.K. and you guys are all in the U.S., but what I find funny from sitting on the outside is President Obama is saying that he needs to take guns off our streets because there's so much crime and everything. And we're actually sat here discussing, saying our police need to be more trained to deal with all of these different things. Well, surely their first port of call must be to train our police to deal with these situations. Because, for instance, even at that Connecticut school and all these other different things, if they're not getting trained well enough to deal with all these different things, then we've got a we've got a very big issue on our hands, mm-hmm. and so well even more so for them. And I I just use this as an example because it's it's the easiest one to explain. But when they go to um, you know their continuing education classes and stuff throughout the year, you know they go to um, a fire a firing range, and they shoot at a piece of paper. Well, that does not at all simulate shooting at a moving target, and people wonder why, you know, they see these reports where they shot six times but only hit once. Well, they don't get training on moving targets, you know. Um, yeah. and these mm-hmm. are just, you know, things yeah. that people don't think about, but, you know, there's a big difference, and it's very important that, you know, if they don't feel like they can protect themselves properly because they're not trained well enough, I mean, 
it's a big deal. And, you know, we have to remember that, you know, we have to try to imagine as best as we can what it would be like to be in their shoes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's I mean, quite we want the same from them, right? We want the same from them. So yep. we have to do our best. Exactly. And the thing is, this is what I've said about the shows, is that we need to bring the positivity out. Because, of course, you know, I've I've got the show next week, and I've got a four-hour show. Two-hour show to start off with is going to be about police shooting innocent people. Now, if you imagine we're going back to the beginning of this for that, because obviously we've not done like this before, but I was told by somebody that there was 800 shootings in 2012. Now, I just find that terrific. I think that's, I think that's correct, actually. I think I just read that. Sorry, say that again? I think that's correct. I think that sounds like something I just read recently. Uh, I don't know. I, this, I spoke to somebody about a week, or, I think, ago, or something like that. I can't remember. But, you know, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to do two hours about the people shooting, and then I'm going to be doing, straight after it, a two-hour show about how we want to be able to bring the positive changes and obviously bring the pair of you, if you're free that day, to be able to bring back the more information about where we're at, what else we need to do, and what what else people can help us to get it further out there, because we do need to start pushing it even further. And also, I'd love to be able to get a couple of police officers on to actually discuss how they feel about all this. Because, you know, these are the ones that are going to have to do this extra training. Sorry. Um, We need to call David Klinger and see if we can get him on the show. He I is um, David Klinger. You need to right. call David Klinger to see if you can get him on the show. He um, He's a retired law enforcement officer, and he is an expert now in use of force, especially uh, lethal force and um, policing. He does a lot of reforming of police um, stations, and he also specializes in ter- terrorism. He also sits on a board with the DOJ. Um, I mean, this guy just, I mean, he just does it all. He's, he's like the man when it comes to this stuff. Um, and he's, you know, he also is an animal lover. But I walked into his office, there were dog toys on the floor, and he said, oh, yeah, I see Rottweilers that can work with me sometimes. And um, <laughs> so, yeah. Excellent. Uh-huh. But, you know, four months, out of, four months out of the academy, he killed someone in the line of duty, and um, he wrote a book about it, He and that's actually why he retired, you know, he had a really hard time dealing with it, um, and then he's done a lot of studies on how police officers deal with it, what the effects are, um, and things of that nature, so he would definitely be a good source for that. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I can give you well, tons of information, I mean, like... <laughs> well, it's okay, you've got a week to connect but- people. <laughs> You've got a week to be able to promote it, so we can all promote it this week, and then uh, obviously it'll be a good show for next week. So, um, Eddie, thank you very much for calling in, love, because I know you're working today as well, aren't you? Oh, no, I'm not working today. I'm off. Today's my day off. Oh, it's your day off today. Oh, right, excellent, yeah. excellent. Well, yeah. thank you very much for calling in, Eddie, and uh, obviously we will have you on the show again next week. Um Thank you very much for calling in. And, Kristen, thank you, love, as well, for calling in. You're welcome. You're and welcome. I will speak, I'll I will speak to you after the show as well. <laughs> okay, you. then. Um, thank, you. Right. thank you very much, both Bye. of you.
Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. And what another absolute fantastic show with two absolute amazing people. I want to thank Kristen and Eddie because they are working so, so hard to literally make changes. So thank you very much to both of them for calling into the show tonight. If you've got a cause that you would like to bring forward um, to the Ask Sue Show, please give us an email at asksueshow at gmail.com. That's Show at gmail.com. And also go on to Facebook to the Ask Sue Radio Show Network page, which we've got all of the information on there as well. So thank you very much to everybody for listening into the show, and I will speak to you all very, very soon. Thanks for joining us. Good night. It is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.